0: This is Season 6 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn.
1: What did Ben Franklin do in 1761? Did he go fly a kite? I don't know. If you have two left feet, do I have an invention for you? Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And welcome to Season 6, Episode 12, where we scour the internet and other sources to get useless information just for you. Plus, we will
0: answer your questions from our mailbag segment and the headline from news from around the world, the not-so-bright man from Japan marries a hologram.
1: Totally useless information, it's everything you never needed to know. Sweet and savory
0: facts of totally useless information with Nick and Roy. Come and get it! It's been a while since we took Mm. her out of the cupboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, that's a lot of cabbage. Scott Robb of Palmer, Alaska is currently the proud world record title holder of the largest cabbage. He won the title at the annual Giant Cabbage Way Off in 2012. With a mammoth cabbage weighing in at 138 pounds. I'm sure he had a little help moving it around, but
1: 138 pounds. 138 pounds? That's like a (laughs) (laughs) 10-year-old. That wasn't a cabbage. That was a kid with a piece of cabbage on his head. (laughs) Funny you should say that. I have something about that coming up next. Okay. You know those uh, fruit snacks that we give our kids and we, we say, Oh, we're giving them a fruit snack. It's so good for them. Sure it is. Well, not only are they high in fructose so that your kids bounce their heads off the wall when (laughs) they wake up in the morning, (laughs) but what makes them shine, and we spoke about this with jelly beans, but they do it with fruit snacks as well. What makes them shine is carnauba wax, the same stuff that you put on your car to (laughs) wax your car is on the fruit snacks, the healthy ones that you give your kids. Geez, not only do they shine, but they have a great coat. So you talked about a cabbage on your head.
0: Cabbage is high in dietary fiber, vitamin C, vitamin K, folate, potassium, manganese, vitamin A, thiamine, B6, calcium, and iron. Really healthy. Well, scrolls from 1,000 B.C. in China stated that cabbage can be used to cure baldness in men. And you didn't
1: try it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) Clearly. You know, Seven, uh, I think 4,000 years ago, there was a book called The Yellow Book, which was made by the emperor of uh, China at the time. mm -hmm. And he says in that book, if you eat cabbage every day, you will live to 100. To a 100. Mm-hmm. So with a full... The emperor probably died when he was about sixty, but that's okay.
0: Right, he, that's <laughs> right. And but so do you at a hundred? Do you die with a full head of hair? Probably.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably because the Chinese they braid their hair back then, so you got long braids. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Crackers have holes in them for a reason. If they didn't, then they wouldn't be crackers. They would be cakes because they would they would plump up. But the bubbles in them force them to stay almost like unleavened. And so they keep the the thin shape of a cracker. And like cannolis, you know, cannoli shells. Yeah, cannoli. I love cannolis. There's people out there that never had it. Yeah, cannolis are are an Italian uh, dessert. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you look at a cannoli shell, it has a lot of little crevices in it. And that's from vinegar. You put vinegar in the dough. And as the dough's cooking, the acid and the heat... Explode and make those little craters.
0: This is why we say, "Listen, laugh, and learn." I love cannolis, and I've never knew that. So Mm -hmm. now I know. So thank you for teaching me something for a change, my friend. I'm glad. I'm glad I did that. Red peppers, (laughs) not just for me. Red peppers have almost two and a half times more vitamin C than oranges. So, so it's well known that citrus fruits are a great source of vitamin C, but there are other fruits and veggies that offer an even bigger boost of vitamin C. Just half of a red pepper eaten raw provides more than your requirement for the day. Cut it into crudités for a healthy mid-morning or afternoon snack. So chomp on those Put into pep- what? Crudités. Is that how it's pronounced? Crudités. Yeah. Oh, boy. Coup de taste? C R U D I T E S. Cru de You don't know what that is? Sounds
1: dirty to me. No, what's a crudité? Like hey. a little half or like a quarter know. piece? Or? Let's find out. Quit that <laughs> Uh they're French
0: the appetizers. They're are sliced or Oh, just basically raw vegetables is what they are. Crudités, C-R-U-D-I-T-E-S, and there's an accent over the E, are French appetizers consisting of sliced or whole raw vegetables. Why didn't you just say that? Hmm. I don't know. So, here are some examples of crudités. C celery sticks. They say crudité. And I say And I say, wee wee, (laughs) Celery sticks, carrot sticks, cucumber sticks, bell pepper strips. So one of those uh, vegetable platters that you bring uh, to a party or whatever, that's called a crudite. Just call it a tray of of veggies. Come on.
1: I don't like cutting anything shaped like a phallic. (laughs) Okay. The reason wild salmon are pink is they eat, for the same reason that the flamingos are pink. Yeah. They eat a lot of shrimp and shrimp, pink shrimp, turn their flesh pink. And in the case of the flamingos, it turns their feathers pink. But get ready for this, guys. Farm raised salmon are white, as white as a piece of flounder. So the companies dye the hell out of it to make it look pink so that people recognize it as salmon.
0: Ugh. You're, not, you're not a fan <laughs> Something of salmon.
1: fishy. Some fishy. Are you a fan of salmon? I like salmon. I like, I I tend to buy wild caught salmon because of the adventure of it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's right. You go with your with your, high, your hip boots and your net mm-hmm. and the hat. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, sure.
0: Uh, tapioca pudding is a sweet pudding made with tapioca. What a brilliant name, huh? Mm-hmm. Tapioca pudding made with tapioca. Oh, sure. In case you didn't know, maybe you do. I'll tell you. If you I'll remind you. Uh, tapioca is a bush-like plant, and tapioca pudding is made with either cream or milk. Coconut milk is also used. But be very careful. The crop can have deadly consequences if prepared incorrectly.
1: The crap?
0: The crap? The crop. Did I say crap? Oh, the cr- <laughs> crop. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what you meant. crap. Could have a lot of problems going That's right. on. <laughs> yeah, it could help you. If prepared incorrectly, yeah. the crop of tapioca, the cassava plant, can produce cyanide. A deadly compound when
1: consumed. So be very, very careful when you're
0: preparing tapioca pudding.
1: No wonder Dr. Kevorkian sends it to all the retirement homes. Oh, look. Like some tapioca pudding. (laughs) Pudding again today? (laughs) And I say, I say, never beat around the tapioca bush. Okay, Marasino cherries, right? When I was a kid, I loved them so much. And Nick, you know that my family had the restaurant, right? Right. the bar. Yes. And I would go behind the bar, and there would be the big gallon jar of marasino cherries, yeah. and I would literally stick my hand in there and grab for as many stems as I could right. to get the cherries. Because there were cherries on a stem. And, right, but most of the time, they, they don't have stems anymore. But I guess people choke on them. Who the hell knows? Probably a woke liability. <laughs> but anyway, I would eat them like crazy, and my dad would say, don't eat them all with them. So we need them for the bar. But anyway, the red color of the cherry would stain everything, right? The red marasino color? Yeah. Well, guess what? It's made from carnec acid. It's made from crushing the bodies of beetles called Dilophus coccus. Wow. Dilophus coccus.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're ground-up beetles and they and they make this red dye, and that's what they dye the cherries with
1: when they grind the beetle up it gives them that very very uh powerful red color Mm. okay Mm -hmm. well if you're a fan of the i don't know don't blame me i just read it (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) thank
0: you for joining us week after week i really appreciate your support you can check out our website nickandroy.com we have an exciting new sponsor which we'll talk about in a few moments but uh check out our website nickandroy.com
1: innovations ideas the
0: totally useless information podcast presents inventions we know by now i am follically challenged i didn't put cabbage on my head like we talked about in the last segment but this invention came to us in the 1990s spray on hair now Mm. if you can't Mm. afford a toupee pay or Rogaine, spray-on hair is the product for you. Sounds like an informational, but it's not. Multiple manufacturers mm-hmm. produce variations of the bottled bad boy, which promises to fill in sparse spots on your dome. It's pretty much like spray painting on your head. Would it be more dignified to just mm-hmm. embrace baldness? No, but here, because I like to bring full value to totally useless information with Nick and Roy is the infomercial from the 1990s. GLH means great looking hair. Just spray GLH on and it instantly covers your bald spot, leaving you with great looking hair. And ladies with thinning hair or bald spots, GLH solves the problem instantly. GLH is not a paint or a cover-up. It's an amazing powder that clings to the tiniest hairs on your head. That's incredible.
1: I've been getting harassed for being bald, I'm only a young man. No more dates without being called old man, but the babes are back. The babes are back. The babes are back. The old babes are back. That guy couldn't get a babe if they were passed out and comatose from
0: (laughs) tapioca pudding. (laughs) That guy couldn't get a date if he had cabbage
1: on his head. But the babes are back. The babes are back, baby. That guy couldn't get a date if he was sitting under a palm tree. Which is where <laughs> date <you're coming> from. date <laughs> we came from the food segment <laughs> so i figured i'd throw that in there do you know that glh still makes a product a hair fiber and it's mostly used for women but although men do use it yeah women use it all the time to cover their roots when they don't have time to go to get their hair done wow so they they have a root cover so that you don't see in the part you don't see the root it's a fiber that goes and makes the hair look well. F- extra fiber in your diet is always important, isn't it? Well, you know, you, you have to get it, Nick. <laughs> in okay. 1761, this was my teaser, by the way. Yeah. Ben Franklin invented the glass using. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> he called it the harmonica Because he used the natural harmonics of the glass itself. Crystal glass have natural harmonics. If you fill a glass with water and you spin around on it, the more water you put changes the tone because of the density of the water against the glass. Yeah. So he invented this machine called the glass harmonica, which would have different notes and tones and people could play it. That's really cool.
0: So I thought maybe you were speaking like some kind of Cockney accent or something. Like you we are saying, he invented the harmonica. Um, here's another invention. I don't know if you ever had this. I know you've owned motorcycles. You owned a motorcycle bar at one time. Is that correct? Is that correct, mm-hmm. sir? Yes, okay.
1: it is. Yep, so yep,
0: yep. Harley Davidson had perfume back in the day in 1996. Yes. Are you familiar with this
1: perfume? Yes, they had cologne and perfume. Yeah, or cologne.
0: Well, they mostly. released a line of perfumes and colognes, right? Called mm-hmm. Hot Road. Yeah which featured perfumes called Black Fire, Destiny, Legendary, Hot Rod, and Territory. Bikers and nearly everyone else didn't like it.
1: So, no, of course not. The odor to biker smell. <laughs> That's right. Biker smell like sweat. Yeah. Nothing can cover that crap up. So
0: the Oud de toilet went right into the toilet.
1: Well, Harley Davidson runs heat of 220 Fahrenheit. Whoa. 220 degrees. Yes. So when you're riding, let's say, in Florida in the summer and it's 100 degrees out and you get to a stoplight when you're moving, it's fine because the heat is moving away from the engine. But when you stop, it's hot. And so they even sell a product. It's like a powder and it's called monkey butt. Monkey butt? (laughs) I swear. (laughs) For riders because the seat gets so hot that you sweat. So i love motorcycles but yeah. it's horrible yeah exactly <laughs> is that a is that a monkey
0: butt you're sitting on or are you just happy to yeah, see a me monkey butt.
1: <laughs> i used to sell it like crazy yeah old ben franklin who was known to be quite the ladies man i understand oh. he went over to spain and the queen of spain got convinced real fast <laughs> mm-hmm yeah he was known yeah. to be a a, a, a real a womanizer too but in 1760 and 1761 he must have been real busy he invented the harmonica right but he also invented the first bifocal glasses oh he was tired of taking one pair off and putting another pair on so he kind of invented he cut the two lenses and made it so that he could peer out of the bottom of the reading glass thus you have the first bifocals in 1761 or 1760. They're not sure, but he was pretty busy at that time.
0: Yeah, they couldn't read it because they didn't have bifocals, so maybe it was 1760 or 1761. True. So let me get this straight. So he was able to like um, go from woman to woman to woman, go in and out mm. of beds and whatever, but he couldn't take his glasses on and off.
1: But the reason why he was that exciting was he probably attached the string from the kite oh right to his to his um member and it energized him
0: it did That's right. <laughs> the first shock t- treatment for ed
1: <laughs> and going and going and going so here
0: is my teaser if you have two left feet which means you really can't dance have i got a the invention for you These Siamese dancing shoes are especially designed for ballroom dancing. Might fix your problem of two left feet. They are featured in the spoof Better Living catalog of 1981, potentially as a joking way to help couples stay in sync on the dance floor. Whether they are mastering the foxtrot or, more likely, tripping to the ground, these Siamese dancing shoes are for you. Right. Siamese dancing shoes. Right. So the way I it works is two left feet, right. So you put your feet in these, and and the other person, your partner, puts feet in their part of the shoe. Oh, and they're attached. So they stay
1: together. Ah, That's right. Yeah. Now I got it. Yeah. Now I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in 1859, a guy named Nathan Ames of Massachusetts, he was really going places. I mean, for real. He was going up to new heights in his career. Yeah. Because he invented the moving staircase that's what he called it later to be named the escalator wow
0: so yeah. so he invented the what did he call it what did, what did he call the invention the moving staircase the moving staircase to heaven is the song yeah, that went I mean, out that year yeah
1: yeah and then they then he eventually calls it the escalator escalator yes mm-hmm. so uh I don't, I don't remember are you a golfer do you golf at all I've golfed a few times. Yeah. I don't have time for it. It's right. like a four-hour damn thing. It is. And then during those four hours, you have
0: to go, right? Like Mother Nature calls. Especially if you for have sure. a couple of beers on the course here and there. You need some urgent yeah. relief, right? I'm oh, sure you just walk into the woods and no, use your putter, so no, to speak. No, 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 no. That's against the rules. No, you get thrown out of the club. Yeah. Thank goodness for a urologist, Dr. Lloyd Seskin, in 2010, mm-hmm. invented the Euro Club. It is a hollow golf club that allows a player to urinate discreetly. Into the club That's handle? right. So what happens is he's pretending that he's like mm-hmm. lining up yeah. a shot like a putt there's Mm -hmm. a by the way there's a fabric privacy shield so nobody can see your putter so to speak right so but the observers who see you thinking that you're just taking a practice swing but you're really taking care of business so dr which is
1: great too because when you take the practice swing is like the shake yeah any guys out there you know what i mean exactly yeah you wouldn't you want know to... the first time i played golf nick yeah you know i didn't know anything about it so yeah. like by the fourth or fifth hole this guy that was with this other person that we knew said hey uh you want me to clean your balls oh and i said what <laughs> I said, i'll whack you with this club you right. there
0: you go. yeah and it was the euro uh, club there's
1: ball cleaners yeah. there's you put your ball in it and you squish it up and down, and there's water and it. Cleans your ball. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll. Yeah. Play. So when you go from 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 you know spot to spot, you know uh, uh, you, you clean your balls. Yeah. You want to get your balls oh, nice the, and clean, especially before using the putter.
0: <laughs> the last thing you need are dirty balls on the golf course. But in case you have to go, no. thanks to Dr. Lloyd Seskin introducing the Euro Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. In
1: 1902, submarines were being perfected. But in order to see... Just think about that. They perfected the submarine, but no way to see where the hell you were going. It was a stupid device. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you just got in it and crashed. No. <laughs> so in order to see, they had to surface and stick their head out of the porthole and then go forward, and then they could submerge and hide. Okay. It, it didn't make sense because they really couldn't move until... This guy named Simon Lake, he used a tube with multiple mirrors on angles so that he could raise the tube and see out and then they could steer and see and they eventually make torpedoes and the submarine is born. The periscope, Periscope. which he called the Skylo (laughs) miniscope He called it the Skylo miniscope what would later be called the periscope folks you can't learn this stuff anywhere no you go to nickandroy.com we have a hundred episodes on nickandroy.com more than a hundred that's right yeah you go to
0: nickandroy.com check out all the past episodes you could check out our pictures and everything else as you're listening to
1: totally useless information with nick and roy you know lately nick uh, I was feeling really tired, and 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 I, I we spoke about this. My friend Bob introduced me to Athletic Greens. This product is amazing. It's got a great taste. It's like a tropical fruit taste. I take it in the morning. It is amazing how I sleep better at night. My stomach feels great. It, it's like supporting my gut. I, I have so much energy. I haven't had this much energy in so long. Well, it also
0: supports my gut, and I have quite a gut to support. Now, just don't take <laughs> out word for it. Athletic Greens is trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais, and right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's
1: just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's all it takes. I'm going to tell you right now, It doesn't cost more than like a cup of coffee a day to feel fantastic and great. And they're giving a special offer for us to give to you.
0: Go to athleticgreens.com slash emerging, and they will send you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, go to the website, athleticgreens.com slash emerging. And if you go to our website, we'll have a link there as well at nickandroy.com. Seventy-five high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and it'll help you start your day right. Go to athleticgreens.com slash emerging.
1: Yeah, Here's a historic fact that I thought was cool. Okay. Willis Carrier worked at a paper mill and noticed that the paper was wrinkling due to the humid summer air. The edges of the paper would fold up because of the humidity. So one day he was looking at a glass of ice water that he had and realized that it was sweating. He did some scientific research and realized that the inside the glass, the liquid was still the same, yet there was a big puddle of water around the glass. So he realized that the ice water was taking the humidity out of the air. It wasn't the water that was in the glass. So he invented tubes that he put all around the factory and pumped cold water through it and solved the problem of the humidity. But while he was looking at it, he said, wow, if that water was colder, it might drop the temperature down. Well, Willis Carrier would eventually be Carrier Air Conditioners, nice. the largest air conditioning company in the world.
0: What a great uh, fact you brought to Totally useless Information with Nick and Roy, because we just finished doing inventions, and now mm-hmm. we're talking about history, and you've kind of combined the two. You are a brilliant yeah. man. I don't care what anybody- I thought it was a Cool fact. I was going to say it's a cool fact. Wow. This is how much this is what happens when you're friends for over 40 years. You finish each other's pancakes uh napoleon (laughs) this is courtesy of one of our listeners on our facebook page and also we are available on facebook so if you go to facebook and you go to totally useless information with nick and roy you'll find our page um but daniel did and daniel said hey i want you to know something i said all right in october 1815 napoleon was exiled to this remote british held island of saint helena in the south atlantic ocean he died there on may the 5th 1821, at the age of 51, most likely
1: from stomach cancer. Yeah, they, they they didn't want to kill him and martyr him. Right. So they sent him to this island so that he could live his life out there. No. Probably in, in some sort of luxury as well. No, I can't. But, uh, that was a deal.
0: It, yeah. it was, and, and, and I think, I can't verify this, but apparently he was taken back to France, but that's where he was initially, that's where he initially died of stomach cancer. And people wondered why he always put his hand In his shirt, just above his stomach, Mm -hmm. and rumors are that because he had a stomach ulcer and I guess stomach cancer, he wanted to Mm. sort of um, bring some relief to his aching belly.
1: I thought he was playing with his own nipple. (laughs) Yes, could very well be. We don't know. (laughs) You don't. You you never know, Nick. You you never never know. know. So, okay, you know those musical birthday cards. Yeah. Okay. So the musical birthday cards, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get to this, but folks, listen. Also, you go to nickandroy.com and you can get the birthday messages that we send. Yep. They are sick. They're going crazy. People are going nuts for them. Go on to NickAndRoy.com and listen to one of them. You'll want to get this for someone you know and love.
0: At NickAndRoy.com, what we do is we, we... It's almost like we we put together a mini totally useless information with Nick and Roy's show for your loved one, and we bring together all kinds of useless facts about the day that you were born. So go to NickAndRoy.com slash birthdays to get yours today.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Check this out. The musical birthday cards that we buy today, well, that tiny little card has more computer power than the entire allied army of World War II. Really? Oh, wow. Yes. Can you imagine that literally they had no computer function other than some minor basic oh. stuff? But that chip inside that musical birthday card has more power than the entire allied army of World War Wow. II. This is crazy. So on that island that we talked about, uh, Napoleon,
0: let's meet Jonathan. He's the giant tortoise and currently lives in the South Atlantic Island of St. Helena. He's the oldest animal on land, and he will celebrate his 190th birthday sometime this year. Mm -hmm. Jonathan was born in 1832, brought to St. Helena with three other tortoises when he was 50 years old. But experts say he could be even older. Now, this is the part of history that this tortoise has seen. He has seen two world wars, the Great Depression, he survived the deadly Spanish flu, and now the coronavirus. So his 190th birthday, and maybe they'll they'll have one of those birthday cards they can sing for him that had
1: more computer power than the war. Yeah, maybe we could do a show for him and send it to him. He's the only turtle in the world that keeps one of his little paws or whatever you call it, inside the shell like Napoleon. Right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And one other thing to
0: put his age into perspective, when Queen Elizabeth II, the great-grandmother of Queen Victoria, ascended the throne in 1837, he was already five years old.
1: Wow. So he's been around. Yes. Boy. Wish I could be a fly on that turtle. (laughs) (laughs) He gets around. It takes him a while, but he does get around. Yeah. Well, we talk about Elon Musk being the richest man in the world. A lot of talk about Elon, right? Yep. Or is he? Oh. Well, it seems that the fact is that the richest man that ever lived was the Roman Emperor Caesar Augusta. Ah. Caesar Augusta not only inherited his fortunes from his previous fathers, but he made a fortune himself. If you were to... Add in inflation in today's numbers, it would be point forty six trillion dollars. Caesar Augusta blows away twenty or thirty of the top people all put together. So Elon, you got a ways to go, and I guess he could tweet himself to anything he wanted. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) (laughs) tweet himself. That's right. You go tweet yourself. (laughs) Uh, Uh, The great. I think I'll tweet myself.
0: Uh, are you okay now? Do you feel better now that you've uh, tweeted yourself into a corner? Wow! <laughs> Where's that bird coming from? Uh, Michelangelo, the great Michelangelo, he had a secret room, mm. two meters by seven meters, which is about 150 square feet.
1: He spent, did he throw crumbs of bread to the women he had hostage in there? Uh, let's see. <laughs> no. Well, he we're not sure, but he spent three months
0: in there hiding in 1530 the room was under the sacristy of the church of saint lorenzo in florence he feared for his life so he went into hiding because he betrayed the powerful medicini family who came into power Mm -hmm. once again in florence in 1530 and while he was in there he spent time drawing because what else is he going to do because you know there's no netflix using charcoal and draw images on walls which he covered up afterwards so as not to show any signs of his presence the images were uncovered
1: In 1975, and I believe the Medici family dates back to what they believe is Mary, uh, meaning um, who some say was maybe the wife of Jesus. Right. We're talking about not Mary, Mother Mary. We're talking about um, Mary Magdalene, and uh, they believe that she was a Medici. Hey, you learn stuff here. That's right. (laughs) So do we. You learn stuff here that we don't even know is true. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's totally useless information with nick and roy that's why we named it that way
1: okay here's a cool one Nick. Yeah. the u.s had the largest army in world war ii okay we amassed 12 million soldiers can you even imagine 12 million how do you feed 12 million soldiers but it's uh, just mind-boggling but here's something really cool the germans a really small country compared to the united states amassed 11 million soldiers okay but don't think it was that fair because the soviets had 11 million as well we had 12 million and the europeans had they they lost count when the french got involved but anyway they had let's say five or six million so so basically the germans were fighting 11 million guys against 40 million i'd say they eventually were going to (laughs) lose just a a big fight you don't pick a fight like that, you know. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, dot dash
0: dash 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 dot dash dash. Mm. So, uh, for those of you who understood that, let us know at nickandroy.com in
1: nineteen 19- exactly. in nineteen 19- twenty-five. Goodbye. 20- Goodbye.
0: 19- <laughs> no, that's not it, but you're close. In nineteen twenty-five, this painter was painting a portrait in Washington, D.C. when he got a letter that said that his wife had fallen ill in New Haven, Connecticut. The next day, he got a second letter saying that his wife had actually died. When he arrived in New Haven, he found out that his wife had already been buried. That's how long it took for this, this letter system to be carried out. He was so inspired that he came up with a faster way to communicate. His name was Samuel Morse. The invention? Yeah. The Morse
1: code. Morse code. Yeah, he invented it three or four weeks after his wife's passing because that's when he stopped having parties at the house. <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: and by the way, the dot dash 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 dot dash dash spells. Wow.
1: In Morse code. Really? Yeah. OK, yeah. I, I remember having to take Morse code when I was in the Boy Scouts. I got a badge for it, but I don't remember any. Yeah, yeah dash dash know, dot. Yeah, I think dot is a and dot dash dash a.
0: this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for listening We appreciate all of your support We are on the iHeartRadio Talk Network All across Canada, coast to coast We're on all the major podcast platforms We thank you very much for joining us And we always like to hear from you All you have to do is go to our website
1: And our website, Roy, is NickandRoy.com If you don't know that, I mean NickandRoy.com That's right Triple W NickandRoy.com And send us an email What's in the mailbag What's in the mail? Farah. Yeah. I saw that name. I had to look. Yeah. <laughs> I so, thought I was going to see a poster from 1978. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that Farah. Boy, okay. do I remember that poster. I used it a lot. Okay. Farah is from Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She says, I just love you guys, which is a big word, Farrah. Well, I got to tell you, we're both taken, but thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so. and some sometimes taken aback, but
1: we are taken. Exactly. Your show is amazing, she says. And, and well, we think so, too, but thank you. And uh, she also says that. Uh, I sent my sister one of your birthday shows. Oh, cool. So this is Farah that we dealt with for a birthday uh, um, thing for her sister, mm-hmm. Joanne. And and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, thank you so much. I brought it up in the show. And and when I saw the mailbag, I was like, wow, that's amazing. So she got one of the birthday uh, messages that we send for people. And uh, go on nickandroy.com to find it. Nickandroy.com. Thank slash you Thanks, Farrah.
0: Thank you, Farrah. She went to nickandroy.com. Slash birthdays. Or if you go to nickandroy.com, look at the top of our menus. And one of them is birthdays. Easy to find and reasonably priced as well. Not bad for two famous guys.
1: No, yeah. No, I know. Exactly. I know I
0: mean Susanna from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I love saying that. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, we mm-hmm. love listening to your show every week. You know, there's oh, a train
1: there, Nick. There is. Yeah, the Chattanooga Choo Choo. Oh I'm sorry, yes. That's right. Suzanne Pardon is, uh, me. Pardon me.
0: <laughs> Pardon me, boy. It's that Chattanooga Choo Choo. <laughs> you know what? You know how they have books on tape? I think they should have us recite lyrics to songs. What do you think? We should ask the turtle
1: how it was to ride the Chattanooga choo-choo. <laughs>
0: <That's> right. <laughs> You know what? No, I don't think he could talk to you. He hasn't come out of his shell yet. Uh, Susanna yeah. <laughs> from Chattanooga, Tennessee says, we love listening to your show every week, both on the podcast and on the radio. So she can't get enough of us. My cousin lives in Montreal and turned me on to you guys on the radio. Great. What I want to know is why is the last story in a news program called a kicker? Well, Ooh. thank you, Susanna. It's a great question. As a matter of fact, the last segment of our show, Totally uses Information with Nick and Roy, is always news from around the world. It's usually a kicker-type story, a fun-type story. Well, right. a happy story to end the show, and sometimes they're not so happy, they're really funny, uh, but a short, yeah. catchy word or phrase accompanying a major headline intended to provoke interest... That's why they call it a kicker. For writers and journalists, this type of finishing note is called a kicker. Punchy or memorable ending that rewards the reader. So thank you, Susanna, for that. And that's why we call it a kicker. And that's why we end our show every week with news from around the world. As you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy.
1: And now for something completely useless. Mm.
0: Lobsters have bladders on either side of their
1: heads. Bladders on their head. They have bladders on their heads. Tell me they pee from their eyes. So they communicate by urinating at each other. Through their
0: eyes? Through their eyes. If you want... (laughs) No, do they really? If you want... Yes. Oh, you would just... Wait a minute. I thought you you weren't... That wasn't a serious question? No. This is how they communicate, by urinating at each other. If they want another lobster to know that they're happy or sad or angry or interested in a relationship, they say it with pee. You know, that could be the pissing
1: contest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, Hallmark really missed the boat in this one. You know, not say or or, is it Hallmark or say with a car or maybe with flowers, say with flowers, with lobsters, say it with
1: P. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, I'm talking to you. And pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible! Why do we eat that? The monstrous-looking thing. I mean, honestly, it's like would you pick up a cockroach and stick it in your mouth? The oh, lobster looks just well, like that. It's, it's disgusting. In right? some
0: customs and traditions, yes. Uh, oh, and I'm glad you said that. What a great, what a great segue. Coming soon to Total Uses Information with Nick and Roy. A new topic: customs and traditions. What is your useless ah. fact for today?
1: Customs and tradition. Where Nick is usually handcuffed and thrown into a small room and. Asked Questions <laughs> custom okay. The Great Fire of London it happened in 1666. They should have known 666. Yeah, but anyway, they had this massive fire, the, one of the greatest fires of all times. 13,500 homes were burnt and businesses, of course, and displaced over 80,000 people. Oh. But here's the cool fact out of all of that carnage. Only six people died. Oh, can you imagine losing 13,500 homes, 80,000 people displaced, and only six people died? That's a miracle. Plus, the fact that can you imagine how many s'mores were made? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow, honey, go get my weenie. Today on the show, we talked
0: about food, we talked about history, we talked about inventions. It's time for the
1: news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News.
0: Akihiko Kondo, from Japan, was married to Hatsun Miku. Hatsune Miko. He Kondo? No, you know, a, a, key, a key Hiko Kondo from Japan. A key Hiko Kondo. Right, Aki. He married Miku, Hatsune Miku. She is a fictional synthesized pop singer who's been on tour with Lady Gaga. He claims... And she's to, fictional, she's not fi- real.
1: She's a fictional computer synthesized pop singer he so cla- we need to get this straight, because I said to my wife one time, here's the key to the condo. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this is something... Incredibly so the guy's different. name is Hikita he- 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 Kondo.
0: Akihiko he- Kondo. Akihiko a- K- a- K- Kondo. Akihiko Kondo. K- Kondo. Right, okay. He claims Thank to be a, fict- a fictosexual. A fictosexual is only able to be attracted to made-up characters. He's mm-hmm. sad, however... Mm-hmm. Not because he's a fictosexual, because none of his family turned up to his wedding.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Did he have a big wedding, or was it just a, a very small venue? Because uh, I don't think the fictionary character had many family members. No, with. she didn't. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: light bulb went out. Akihiko
0: Kondo. Yeah, like, she, like little pieces of paper in the, <laughs> in the aisles. Akihiko Kondo and his wife, Hatsune had been in a relationship for 10 years before they got married in an unofficial wedding
1: back in 2018. So when they traveled on their honeymoon, did he put her in the carry-on? <laughs> <laughs>
0: 38-year-old <laughs> yeah. Akihiko said that his relationship with Hatsune had pulled him out of depression, which he also acknowledges that some people find it strange. He knows that his wife, generally depicted in popular media as a 16-year-old with long neon blue hair, is not real. But mm. he says... His feelings for her
1: okay, I got Okay, I'm sorry. I, I've got to stop you. Yes. She's a 16-year-old. He was specific about saying 16-year-old. Yes. That's okay. not right. So, uh, he, he's a nut. Okay? <laughs> I'm just going to say it like this. He should be arrested because eventually he's going to do something very wrong. No, because... But I think he was also taken by her sentiment of love. She said, wherever I go, he go. Well, wait a minute. Why would he get arrested? She's not real, she's fictional. I know, but just the thought. He should be arrested by the thought police. Come on, read 1984, George Orwell. <laughs> <laughs> While some of the relationships are for a laugh, Mr. Kondo said
0: he was known for a long time. He did not want a human partner. Mr. Condom? Condo. Condo. Oh, Mr. Kondo. Condo, that's oh, right. He said that he knew for a long time he did not want a human partner. This is because he always felt an intense... No. Even, because he probably lives in a very small condo. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> couldn't. He didn't have enough room for a real human person. All I know is he says, my love for Miku hasn't changed. I held a wedding ceremony because I thought it would be, I would be with her forever, whether my family showed up or not. But what I said was, you know what they say every night before they went to bed?
1: Lights out. Yeah, but let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. She's a picture. Hologram. That's right. Wow. Yeah. And he was so sad when they had that blackout.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I lost her. I lost her forever. She's never home because she's on tour with Lady Gaga. They did have trouble in their relationship, but apparently when things started to get better, he saw the light at the end of the tunnel. That's all the yeah. time that we have on this episode of totally <laughs> useless information with Nick and Roy. We but was, she's 16. We, he she, said it. She was only 16. Uh, <laughs> we will scour the internet and other sources. And sometimes- actually
1: that's his favorite song karaoke because most of the Asians love karaoke it sounds like he's not a holog- she wasn't a hologram it sounds like he sniffed a gram <laughs> <laughs> tell the people what to do oh go to nickandroy.com especially and do the birthday message thing you gotta listen to it it's great also tell a friend share the show with people we really try hard to to make it special for you guys so and thank you so much for listening all around the world I'm Nick and I'm Roy. Thanks for listening.
0: Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of nickandroy.com. Visit nickandroy.com to access the full library of episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.